Is everybody like shaking after watching that Beverly Hills trailer? We got the reunion. It's uh, Zach Pack represents. That's right, Box Boy Rich. Where is the Zach Pack out? Raise your hand. Raise your hand if the Zach Pack is in the house. Holla. Badges are on, so please continue to send that love and support. I will give you shout outs. If you have questions, make sure you leave them with the little question mark thingy. That way you can ask them. We'll do um, Q&A kind of as we go. Let's crack this open. Yes, baby. Yes. Tuesday's after party was so fun. Tuesday's after party was fucking wild, and I was not expecting that. Thank you, Ansley, for giving me my first badge. You gave me three badges. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, baby, baby. Okay. So we will be talking about... Cheers, everybody. We will be talking about the Beverly Hills finale. We will be talking about the Beverly Hills reunion trailer. We're going to talk about the LA Times article that came out today with Sutton and Crystal and Garcelle. And we're also going to talk about this whole caterer debacle from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Um, So, yeah, we have a lot to get into. I'm going to read the comments kind of as we go. But cheers, everybody. Let me know if you're drinking some No Filter Rosé tonight. You can buy it at nofilterwine.com. 14% alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar. So it's still keto friendly. I saw one of you was doing your keto thing. Mm -mm -mm. All right. Are we ready? Mm. Baby, baby. Okay, so let's start with, yeah, and let me know if you're drinking No Filter Rosé, and let me know which one you're drinking tonight. Bravo and Blaze. Lisa Barlow is innocent. Okay, let's get into that. Yay, Crystal got her drag me. Yes, rescued Boris. Okay, so Lisa Barlow versus Angie. Angie's the new girl that we saw in the most recent episode of Real Houses of Salt Lake City. And so now, according to some new leaked text messages and some info from the Instagram account Cocktails and Gossip, which I thought I was following, but I guess I'm not following. Maybe they removed me as a follower. I don't know. I honestly thought that I was following Cocktails and Gossip. And if you're not following them, you probably should follow them, but they're private. So then you have to like request to follow them. And it's a whole thing. Anyway. According to them and some leaked messages that were posted on Instagram, Angie was supposed to be a full-time housewife, but she ended up losing her housewife status. And this charity event was actually supposed to be the first opening cast, like filmed event. That's why some of them kind of look a little awkward. That's why there isn't really any tension between Meredith and Jen necessarily, but like they're a little standoffish and it seems like they haven't talked to each other in a while. This was apparently filmed before the whole ice fishing scene. But it was edited to introduce Angie as just a friend of because apparently she didn't come off as very authentic. She wasn't very genuine. Producers felt that she was a little too forced and a little too produced. And Jenny was the one that ultimately ended up being upgraded to hold the snowflake. It feels weird saying hold the snowflake. Ooh, yay. Alvy Night's Girl is drinking Asto Kim's goddamn house. Yes. Cheers, my dear. I'm drinking Drag Me tonight. Please go order, guys. Nofilterwine.com. I really appreciate it. And I want to launch a new a new collection for this holiday season. So if you continue to support, let's get it. I ran out of the six pack. I'm drinking White Claws. Oof, I feel sorry for you, girl. Um, okay, so that was the backstory. Jenny ended up holding the snowflake in place of Angie. We obviously saw the charity event and the caterer debacle and them blaming Lisa Barlow for being the reason that the, the caterers ended up pulling out at the last minute for the charity event because she was upset that Angie was friends with Whitney and she that was the narrative that Angie was very much trying to put out there, okay? So the caterers are now speaking out and leaking some text messages and this is what Cocktails and Gossip posted. They're claiming that the reason that they, that they didn't cater the event is because Angie wanted them to do it for free and she was like, come and do my event for free, everybody, because I'm going to give you exposure and I'm going to give you advertising and I was kind of like, girl, it's your first season. You haven't even filmed your first season like you're not even guaranteed a housewife like they might sutton you okay they might sutton you and demote you to friend of which is ultimately what they ended up doing but for her to be going out there and being like you're gonna get free advertising from bravo like i get it you're a hustler honey but let's not overshoot our mark here but they're claiming that the reason that they didn't claim that they didn't cater Angie's event is one, because she wanted them to do it for free. They're saying that there was no deposit made, that there was no contract signed with her, but they were talking to Bravo because obviously Bravo like approves a lot of these things or just has to be in the loop with what's actually going on. And Bravo themselves, the producers broker a lot of these deals too in order to get freebies in exchange for exposure on the show. 
Um, so Bravo was like, yeah, you can cater the event, but we're not going to guarantee you any coverage. And they were like, hold up, wait a minute, what? We need the guaranteed coverage, or else we're not going to cater this whole event for free. Like, yeah, it's a charity event, but like, we're not that good of a people. And so um, they said that they'd catered an event in the past for, I believe it was last season. Obviously it had to have been last season because there haven't been any other seasons, but they're claiming that they, they um, catered an event in the past and that they didn't get any coverage. And so they were like, that's why we really need a guarantee this time around. They also wanted to film at the restaurant so that they could guarantee the exposure. But the charity event was ultimately filmed at Angie's house. And they're like, we're not interested in promoting our catering business because we're not caterers. We have like an actual restaurant. Boom. Hi, Hi Sophia Shepard. How's it going, boom? So, yeah, that's what the caterers are saying. And they released text messages trying to corroborate their story, showing that they did go back and forth with a producer named Dina. And I kept seeing Dina. And the only Dina I know in my life was Dina Manzo. But, you know, she's trying to run away from the mob in Los Angeles. And that's what the caterers are saying. And now in Angie's defense, we have Stephanie Hallman and Stephanie Hallman from Real Housewives of Dallas. She's like, well, hold up. Wait a minute. Real Housewives of Dallas is canceled and I need you to listen to my podcast. So let me reveal some tea on Angie. And so apparently Angie is friends with Whitney and Stephanie because um, or not release some tea on Angie. She's releasing some tea on Lisa Barlow and the caterers because she's friends with both Whitney and Angie because the three of them all share the same agent. So Stephanie's claiming on her podcast that it was a cast member that called the charity and was like, hold up, wait a minute. You shouldn't work with Angie. You should actually work with another housewife. She also claims that while Lisa Barlow may not have reached out to the caterer directly, her assistant was the one that reached out to the caterer. And her assistant is the one that ended up kiboshing the whole thing. I mean, do we believe Stephanie Hallman? Stephanie definitely is friends with Angie. So, of course, she's going to come to the front forefront and, like, want to... I agree with you. Lisa Barlow is better than Stephanie Hallman. I mean, Stephanie Hallman's a bit of a snort. Like, she worked on Dallas because, like, it was cute and, like, she played, like, that role. But, like... I feel like I have a little tan, like, a little tan going on today. I feel like I have a nice little post-sex glow. Um, so yeah, what do you think? Are the caterers wrong? Is is uh, what's her name? Angie. I keep forgetting her name. There's she's already into so much drama, and she's only been on for one episode. So it does sound like I mean, if they really did pull out because they didn't want any, they didn't want they wanted the exposure, and they didn't. Like, but can Bravo really guarantee exposure? Like, that's kind of the risk that you take when you engage with a reality show. Like, you know what you're signing up for, for the most part. Like, you're either, you may get exposure, but you can't guarantee that you're going to get exposure. No way is Lisa Barlow better than Stephanie. How dare you? What? Really? Do people really like Stephanie Hallman? Like, is that a thing? I used to love Stephanie, but she snubbed me the wrong... Oh, she rubbed me the wrong way. Something about her and her husband. Ooh, does she rub you like a genie in a bottle? Love your glow, Zach. Thank you. I should have sex before taping more often. Um, who cares what Lisa did? She's great TV. I think Lisa's great TV. I don't know why we're defending Stephanie Hallman. I prefer Stephanie... Really? You guys like Stephanie? I like Lisa Barlow to Stephanie Hallman. Um, okay, but what do you think? Are you team Lisa or are you team Angie? I mean, it sounds like Angie is not looking so hot based off of what the caterers are revealing. And they showed text messages where they told Angie, like, hey, we're pulling out of the event because we talked to Dina and Dina, you know, her husband's like getting in trouble with the feds and like, we don't want to fuck with that. No, JK, JK, this is Dina, the producer, not Dina Manzo. They were like... Um, we talked to she, they they talked to Dina and Dina said that she can't guarantee any sort of coverage so we're not going to do this and like not know what's going to be in the benefit of the business so i think in this case i'm team lisa i think lisa was done dirty i think it sounds like angie i mean we now know that producers thought angie was too pushy with the storyline she was overproduced she wasn't natural so it wouldn't be a far stretch to think that angie plotted this against lisa and angie was actually trying to make lisa look bad but if she really is lisa's friend of 20 years and that's like a pretty shitty fucked up thing to do right i actually liked 
Angie. And I was like, you know what, Angie? I've never seen your list before, but I'm actually going to support you because you bring the glam. You're gorgeous. You are bringing the heat and the drama. So like, I don't understand. Team neither. Why are you team neither? Oh, team feather draft. Period. That's right, Leo 2886. Mm. Can we please talk about the feather dress? Why is everyone talking about the feather dress? I don't even remember the fucking feather dress. Was it a bad dress? I mean, I did watch Salt Lake City a couple of nights ago, so I don't remember the feather dress, but it didn't immediately speak out to me. Who was wearing the feather dress? I think I'm team Lisa Barlow, and I know some of you are already hating me for that. Surfer wife was dragging me because I said I like Lisa Barlow better than I like Stephanie Hallman. And you know what? Drag me, Monique. Drag me. Okay. Shall we talk about the LA Times article that dropped today? Dun, dun, dun. It wasn't that like juicy or salacious. I saw it on Twitter originally. I didn't read it three times like Sutton um, in the article, she's like, I saw the original LA Times article about the uh, the the Titan and the housewife, I think is it was, it was something to that effect that they titled it when it was the hit piece on Erica and Tom that was read by all the women when they were on their trip. Anyway, Sutton said she read it three times. I did not read this article three times. I read the recap on Twitter and then eventually I went and read the article from the LA Times website. I thought it was a fine article. I thought it was good. It was a nice profile piece on the new girls. Um, That was my impression of it, is that it was a profile piece. It wasn't a juicy piece. It wasn't necessarily investigative journalism. It was a profile piece to make them look good. They were the new girls. You know, obviously we want to paint them in a good light. So I'm pretty sure Bravo brokered some sort of like press deal to have Garcelle and Sutton on there, or sorry, Garcelle and Crystal on there, especially considering all the heat that Crystal's been getting and she had to delete her Twitter because there were so many like nasty comments coming from trolls that were, you know, racist and being nasty to her in the DMs. And so she had to leave Twitter. So obviously this is a nice press attempt for Bravo to gain some more exposure for them and the show and paint them in a nice light. It's unfortunate that we have to do that. But I mean, this is also fairly common for new housewives. Typically, they send them on a press tour to gain over the audience. And it was nice that they positioned Crystal with Garcelle and Sutton, considering Garcelle and Sutton are the favorites right now. And people hate Crystal because they think she's a bitch. I don't really think that she's a bitch. I personally like her and I stand by that. Um, But I know other people really dislike her and hate her. But I thought they had a very nice, candid conversation about representation on reality TV. I thought that they handled that really well. They talked about Erica, but they didn't give much which I expected them to give a little more. They briefly touched on the reunion, but also didn't really give much. Sutton was really like, you know, Erica answers a lot of questions, but there was just one thing that I was like, hmm, really? But like, she didn't tell us, like, she really didn't tease anything juicy. I was like, mm, girl, that that trailer was way better than, you know, you're teasing. But they did briefly touch on the reunion. They talked about the season. Again, it was a nice profile piece to position them in a positive light, which I thought was well executed um i thought it was fine we didn't really get to know much more about them so the article to me wasn't all that groundbreaking but it was a good article it was a nice article but i didn't think it was anything revolutionary or groundbreaking but i guess sutton ended up posting the article to her instagram account and rena ended up commenting and she was like "Ooh, it's the new fox force and she put that on sutton's uh post and then sutton was like i don't like labels and i'm like oh my god well of course you don't like you don't like labels unless what they're liar you like that label ugly leather pants your ugly leather pants you like that label sutton so what or what Or what? Erica also shared the link on her Twitter. And she put the caption, pure fiction. Which took me a little by surprise. Because it's unclear what... I was unclear what she was referring to in terms of the fiction part. Um, 
I thought some people might be pissed that she said pure fiction considering the first chunk of the article tackles like race and representation. So I was like, ooh, that's not a good look. But in terms of like what they actually said about like they didn't reveal much about her, nor did they take a strong stance or opinion. Crystal took a pretty strong stance and opinion and Crystal was pretty supportive of Erica in all of the answers to her questions. And she was like, you know, I have no other reason to not take what she says to me at face value where her story's a little wacky. Yeah, but I have no reason to not believe what she's telling me to my face. So that's where Crystal stood on it. The other two, you know, uh, Sutton and, or sorry, Garcelle and Crystal were both like, we probably should have defended Sutton a lot more at Kathy's house when Erica was coming at, at Sutton. And when Kyle was like, be honest, Sutton, be honest. You're not being honest. So they regretted not standing up for Sutton more. Cute. I'm sure everybody's like, oh, now that they see how the fans are reacting, everyone's like, oh, I definitely should have defended Sutton more. Should you have? Maybe, maybe not. But I don't, I'm, it's unclear what Eric is referring to as pure fiction. And normally I think she's pretty, you know, I at least understand her positions, whether I agree with them or not is neither here nor there. But it's more of like, I didn't really understand what she was referring to as fiction because they didn't really say anything about her. Now, the article itself did look like it was kind of using Erica's name to get people to read it, but there wasn't much given or revealed about her, at least that I caught. If anybody has a different opinion, let me know in the live chat. But I mean, it seems like they were really just trying to use her name to get eyeballs on it and to promote these three newbies. Um, But like I even like looked in the article to see if they said something that you know, could be used against her in some sort of way, but I didn't really catch anything. Erica definitely thinks she carried the se- the whole season. I mean, I don't know Erica didn't read the article. Yeah, I don't know if Erica actually read the article or if someone told her what the article was about or if she just read the headline and some of the, the recaps. Not entirely sure. Um, but in response to your comment about Erica carrying the season, I kind of, I'm one of those crazy people that actually thinks she kind of did carry the season. And we'll get into that when we talk about the reunion trailer, because the reunion trailer was all Erica. I mean, a few of the other women, but the reunion trailer was like, what, three seconds of Sutton? Like, we barely got any of Sutton. So for people that are saying Sutton is carrying the season, I mean, I think if Sutton were carrying the season, she would also be carrying the reunion. And if she were carrying the reunion, she would have had a big chunk of that three-minute trailer. It was a three-minute trailer. We rarely see a three-minute trailer. But we had a three-minute trailer, and Sutton was part of all three seconds of it. Tell me I'm wrong. Drag me. I think Erica carried this. Erica's drama. Maybe if you don't want to give the credit to Erica, Erica's drama is what got people reading the LA Times article today. I mean, that's not to say that, you know, I support Erica or I'm team Erica, but like you have to give her credit. Like she cares. Like she's the reason so many people are talking about Beverly Hills right now. They're not talking about it because of Sutton. Maybe the san- the fans are talking about Sutton, but like in terms of the exposure the show has gotten, it was gotten there by Erica. I know you don't love me when I say that, but. Okay, let's talk about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills finale. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was a little underwhelmed by it. It was a little lackluster. I thought it was a nice ending. I will say that. The way that everything, they tied up all of the storylines at the very end, I liked that. I thought it was a good ending to the season overall. I would have expected a little more of a bang or a boom. I mean, I guess it was nice that it it seemed like Erica and Sutton had some sort of common ground moment where they were willing to have a conversation where things kind of, you know, settled a bit. But I mean, other than that, the reunion, there wasn't much to talk about in the reunion. I mean, Aiden was hot and like, I was ready to throw myself on the floor and throw my life alert out the window so that Aiden can come and carry me the way that he carried Sutton. Cause Aiden was a hottie. We finally see Kathy Hilton in her like lampshade hat, um, which I'm surprised not many of us were talking about more. Cause that look was a vibe. But yeah, I thought it was a nice ending. I don't really have much other thoughts on the finale. I um, was a little taken aback, or not taken aback, but a little like eye roll moment with Garcelle putting, like trying to hold Lisa Rinna accountable. Like, I don't understand Garcelle's like pushing of that. 
She's like trying to defend Denise, even though Denise is no longer on the show. That's over and done with. And she is like saying that the reason she can't move forward with Rinna is because she has to see how Rinna treats Denise. But I'm like, Rinna's friendship with Denise has nothing to do with your friendship with Rinna. Like Erica and Gar, or sorry, Rinna and Garcelle should be focused on Rinna and Garcelle. Why is Garcelle focused on what Rinna did to Denise? Like that's in the past. That's done with. That's between the two of them. They need to be the ones to work that out. So I was kind of like in agreement with Rinna of like when it's their time, when it's appropriate for the two of them to mend fences, that's on them. You're not, you know, the friendship police where you need to try and hold Rena accountable for not apologizing to Denise. So that was the part where I was like, I don't understand why you're pushing this so hard. Um, and it does kind of make me, I don't know. I Let the mouse go. I agree. I agree with you, Kelly. Let it go already. Like, find a reason to hold Rena accountable for your friendship with Rena. Like that I'll be okay with. Reprimand her for something that she did to you. Reprimand rem, reprimand her for, you know, dragging you for not saying so, not saying thank you about Harry Hamlin's sauce. Reprimand her for that, but don't reprimand her for something that doesn't involve you. Then it seems like you're just trying to cash in on other people's storylines. I know you're going to hate me for saying that, but I said it. Um, Garcelle has no storyline. To be fair, Garcelle did put new profile pictures on her Bumble. So she didn't not have a storyline this season. She had a Bumble profile. She is dating. What? I, I, what? I didn't say anything that was factually incorrect. Okay. Let's, well, yeah, let's talk about the reunion since we kind of touched on it, but we haven't really dove into it too much. So the reunion trailer is here. I watched it about 15 times, maybe more, give or take. Um, Everyone should be happy. Everyone seems to be happy that Andy is grilling Erica. When I told you Andy's going to be grilling Erica, everyone's like, when I see it, I'll believe it. Uh." Well, guess what? Now he's grilling Erica and he's asking all the questions that we wanted him to ask. So everyone's predictions about he's going to go easy on him. He laid into her and she took it like a champ. And the cast, it looks like everybody came to play. It looks like everybody really handled it. I love Dorit, who looked gorgeous, being like, let Garcelle, let me speak. I was like, that's right, Dorit. You show them that they can't shut you up. No matter how long-winded you are, you're going to speak, girl. That's right. Get it, Dorit. Doritos clan stand up. We see Garcelle and Rinna going at each other. They seem to really be coming, like, they're really going at it. So that beef, I've heard, like, it has something to do with, like, I think somebody told Garcelle that Rinna said something or did something that Rinna didn't actually say, and Garcelle brings it up at the reunion. Very similar to what Kyle did to Garcelle last season when Garcelle was like, really, you're my friend, and you're not going to take this to me privately. You're going to bring it up at the reunion. And Kyle's like, this is my J-O-B, girl. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Get with it. So Garcelle took a page out of Kyle's book and she got messy. So uh, we'll see the Rinna versus Garcelle showdown. We see Erica versus Andy. I know those were some headlines as well that I kind of debunked, or at least I thought I did. I looked into it about the Erica and and Andy getting into a yelling match. Those headlines aren't true, which we can see in the reunion trailer now. They share words, but there's no screaming match between the two of them. And I hate when like these false stories continue to run a life of their own. I also, did anybody catch the $25 million comment that he made when he's like, I know, I know how much you make. Were you held captive? Like, how are you, you know, he was cheating on you, but he also put $25 million into your account. And then a lot of you were DMing me and they were like, Zach, did you see what he said? He said they put $25 million in her account and he didn't do his research. And I trust me, I know Andy didn't do his research because I was right there like, uh-uh, no way, Jose, Andy Cohen, that is not what happened. Get your facts straight or else let me moderate this reunion because I'll come at her with actual questions that are real and based on the facts. That way she can't dodge it. She can't dodge it if, you know, I ask 
a more specific question that's based on reality because what's she going to say to that? No, he didn't put $25 million in my account, which is true. Tom didn't give her $25 million. It was $25 million over the course of 12 years that was in expenses, value received. So it wasn't actual cash or money. Erica was giving the bills to Tom. Tom was paying the bills. We now know that he was paying the bills with Girardi Keys money, which we now know was in part former client money, former settlement money that was supposed to go to clients that didn't go to the clients. So, you know, if I'm going to ask questions, I'm not afraid to ask the hard questions. I'm not afraid to like, you know, put somebody in the hot seat. I do it all the time on my podcast, hashtag no filter with Zach Peter. But I make sure that I do my research. Okay. Oh, I think Erica honestly believes she's the victim. She does. Like, that's the thing. And um, that's not, and I say that and people think that I'm calling her the victim. I'm not saying Erica is a victim. I'm saying Erica really believes that she is a victim in all of this. I think she really believes that. You know, I think that, I mean, and like, okay, yeah, you were married to this guy for 20 years and he did you dirty and he lied to you. And, you know, in a sense, yes, maybe you are a victim of his lies or of his, you know, concealing of his behavior, but you're not a victim in terms of, you know, what he actually did to a lot of these people. But to be fair, so many people are dragging her that I understand where she has that defense mechanism of being like, well, fuck, like, do you guys not look at my life? Look at me, look at what I'm going through. And so many people are just picking apart every single thing and little bit that she says or does that it's not really holding her accountable for the things that we should be holding her accountable and holding Tom accountable for the things that Tom should be held accountable. Like now everyone's just trying to, you know, it's an easy punching bag and everyone wants to throw cheap shots. I don't like to throw cheap shots. If I'm going to throw a shot, then I'm going to make sure it's going to go for the jugular. I'm going to make sure that the shot is going to hit. That way I'm not burning out my energy so that I can sustain the fight. You know what I mean? That's where I stand. How are you feeling? Yes, yes, yes. Snaps on it. So no questions, just opinions. No, I would ask her questions. Who, what are you, you want to fight me? What are you, Dana Wilkie? You want to fight me right now on my Instagram live? I would ask, I don't, off the top of my head, I don't know what questions I would ask. I would want to sit down and put together some actual articulate, well-formulated questions. So there you go. I answered your question there. I don't know which questions off the top of my head I would ask her, but when I do, when when Bravo's willing to pay me to moderate a reunion, I'll write some fucking questions, okay? Thank you. Her life, while still privileged, did a 180. Yeah, and so I get where in her mind, she's like, oh my God, I'm a victim. Her life did do a 180. Uh, she is a victim, but not to the extent the clients are. Yeah, I, yeah, sure, I, you know. I see that. What do you think of Kyle's facial expressions when the boom went off? I thought that that was funny. And I feel like I would have also been scared because it was loud even on camera. You guys miss Dana popping into the after party. Okay. Yes. Dana Wilkie from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or formerly of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills popped into, you guys know I don't save after parties. I always tell you, no, but the after parties don't get saved. That's where I spill the tea. And then I spilled some tea on like Ronald Richards and Adam and up and Adam and like, I'm hoping, and I, I don't know if I'll ever be invited back on Up and Adam after this, but, um, but anyway, I had to save that after party from Tuesday night, which was a total imp- I wasn't going to do after party. And anyone that tuned into book club knew I wasn't going to do after party. And then all of a sudden Dana Wilkie hops into after party and it was a hot fucking mess. It's available on the YouTube channel if anybody wants to tune in, but like what a hot fucking mess. Okay. Let's do some badge shout outs. Ah, Bad shout outs. Of course, another shout out to Ansley for always being up in the live chat, always commenting, always giving me hot takes, always responding to my DMs, rocking my Liddy City tank top, and being the first one tonight to drop three badges. Hey, Rescued Boris. Hey, what's going on, Rescued Boris? Are you loving that merch? Rescued Boris. Three badges from Rescued Boris. Thank you. The pup is adorable. I hope I see you in book club this Tuesday. I'm coming for you. Uh, Chrissy37, what's going on, girl? I remember you from Tuesday night. Let's get it, get it, get it. Hey, three badges. Thank you, Chrissy. Crystal, Crystal5580, thank you for the three badges, Crystal. Love you, boo. 
I am surprised that you haven't been winning any book club quizzes lately because you were slaying it for a hot second. Thank you for the three badges, my love. Four, two, five. Vanessa. What's going on, Vanessa? Is that the proper spelling of your name? Vanessa? Or is it just Vanessa? 425. Is that like an upgrade of like 420? You're like, I'm not a 420 bitch. I'm a 425 bitch because I'm always a little late. Thank you for the two badges, Vanessa. Paris 59.9E, two badges. Thank you, Paris. Boom, boom. Loves it. Thank you, guys. Love the badges. Love you. Appreciate you. Ansley, part of the Zach Pack VIP club. That's right. Ansley is a Zach Pack VIP. Zach and I would be best friends if we lived near each other. I'm sure we would be. What's your next book? Um, the next book that I'm writing or the next book that we're doing for book club? Book club, we have to figure out what the next book is going to be. I think it might be Not All Diamonds and Rosé. Possibly. Possible. Maybe. What about the rumored new housewife? Oh, of Beverly Hills. Yes. So I know that they're, um, they are not... It's uncertain what they're actually doing. I believe they're looking to add in a new friend of. Um, I haven't dug too much into it, but in the past couple of days, I have heard of new names that are being thrown around of people that are. I know that there's the um, Dorit's friend that broke in the press today. That's one of the names that I've heard of. But apparently they're just interviewing or like testing different people. There's no confirmation on who may actually end up making the cast. If anything, we may get like a couple of friend drop-ins throughout the season. I know the season's filming this, picking up production again this month. So I also heard rumblings that Bravo films Porsche's bat mitzvah. I don't remember seeing any cameras there. It's possible. I may have just missed it, but I don't remember seeing any cameras there. So I'm not, I, I don't. I don't know. It's possible. Most of the cast was at the bat mitzvah. So we'll see if that ends up airing. If, if that's so, then that means production is already picked up again. But I know in terms of the, oh, you saw cameras. Okay. So then they're probably, so they probably did film it then. Um, I, and, and remember thinking, hmm, yeah, if the, if the cameras were there, then they were filming for housewives because the filming is supposed to take up again this season. So we'll see what ends up happening. We shall see, but I do know that they're, Bring, they're considering new people. And so I would imagine that if they bring in a new person, it would probably just be like a friend of like a, what Sutton was last season, what Kathy was this season. Did you go to P Porsche's party? No, I didn't go to Porsche's party. If I would have went to Porsche's party, I would have been able to confirm that there were cameras there or not. Sailor Easton. I love Kyle always. Um, Yeah, she's nice. Bit of a pot stir. Mm. Wow. This tastes really yummy today. I don't know why. More yummy than usual. I don't know why. Kyle, Brandy, Teresa, and Bethany are my fave housewives of all time. Love Brandy. I like Teresa. Love Bethany. Also good. I don't want any new people. I okay, I agree. I don't want any new people in a um the cast is gold yes i think the cast is gold and i don't want to ruin the cast by adding in somebody new but you also don't want it to grow too stale so maybe you know a different little flavor to kind of pick up some scenes that way you know we get a little bit of somebody else and a little bit of kathy you know kind of mix things up a little bit mix up the friends up i wouldn't hate that but we'll see Kyle is so three seasons ago. She's just a shit starter. No storylines outside of her new face. Ha! Wow, Vanessa, that was a very hot take. Uh, Vanessa. Um, she hasn't had a strong storyline. Your wine is amazing. Got it today. Yay! Thank you, Gossip in a Glass. So then you got all three. Gossip in a Glass has been killing book club. She won the Liddy City hat, or sorry, the Liddy City tank top, the no filter hat, and she won the 12 pack of my rosé. Make sure you drink it chilled because it doesn't really taste good hot. Also, on the note of the podcast, look, guys, I haven't shared this anywhere, but look at I have new stickers that are coming out. Look, look at YouTube. I have, I, I'm not supposed to be releasing this yet. I'm not supposed to be sharing this yet because um, I haven't even received the physical stickers yet. But like, look at how fun these are. 
I'm not going to sell them, but I'm just going to like give them away with like merch and stuff or like, you know, when I send VIP wine packages, I'll throw, I usually throw in a little note and um, now some stickers. Like how fun is that? Aren't they cute? Like what a fun vibe. I just thought that was a cute, fun vibe. Um, okay, let's take some of your questions. Thank you, guys. Thank you for the back of my new car. You're going to put my sticker on the back of your new car? What? Like, I'm a bumper sticker? You think I'm that kind of bitch? I'm a bumper sticker kind of bitch? I mean, okay. I like... Don't send them to Dana. Okay, well, here's... Actually, let's clarify that. I sent Dana... So she immediately after the Instagram live the other night, because, okay, so for those that need a little catch up, Dana Wilkie came in and like immediately when she ended up, she called into the Instagram live that I was doing and was like, so you said that you were supposed to send me some free wine and you never sent me some free wine. So let's get this fucking story straight. Okay, let's get the story straight. Her and I did up and Adam together. Adam invited the two of us on his podcast. I actually didn't know. Maybe I did. I don't think I knew until like the day before that she was even going to be on it or maybe the day of, or maybe he did tell me and I didn't clock it. Um, I'm fully willing to take responsibility for that. But anyway, we did up and Adam together. Okay. And I had sent Adam some of my wine because I was doing like promotions to promote the wine when it came out back in June. And so I sent some people advanced copy or advanced cans before they were officially on sale with like a little note for me and whatever, whatever, like a typical press box. I sent them out to some people that I was going to be doing Instagram lives with and podcasts with. So the host, I was sending them the wine that way they can drink it and I can promote it and we could drink and promote it together on the fucking show. That happened. Dana Wilkie was also part of one of the episodes that I did with Up and Adam. On that episode, I was like, oh my God, Dana, yeah, I totally have to send you some wine. This happens all the time. We often, you know, in situations like this, when you're being nice and you're being courteous, you're like, yeah, oh my God, yeah, I have to totally get you some. I have to totally send you some of my wine. So yes, and I'm pretty sure if you pulled the footage from that episode, I said, oh yeah, I'll have to send you some wine. And I'm pretty sure, and I not even, I, I meant that I would send her some wine. Um, and then it just got lost in the shuffle. Like I literally have like Excel sheets and I'm not the one that personally sends these out. I get the list together of the people. I collect, you know, I reach out to people and ask them for their addresses personally. I have a note that I send them um, that I wrote myself. Like, yes, all of those things happen. But when it comes to the fulfillment of the actual packages, that's not me. And not that I'm saying I'm blaming anybody for that either. I think Dana did end up sending me her address and it just kind of fell through the cracks. And then I was like, oh, let's, uh, you know, when we have an opportunity, I would love to have you come on my podcast. And in my mind, I was like, oh, when we schedule to have her come on my podcast, I'll make sure the wine is delivered for that. And she rejected my invite to come on my podcast podcast. And she was like, Oh, you know, I, um, let's wait until there's something like juicy for us to actually talk about before me coming into your podcast. And so I was like, okay. And so it kind of just fell off and it never picked up again. And so that's where it stayed. I, but like, I didn't intentionally be like, I'm not going to send her some of my wine. So for when she came onto the Instagram live and then was like, you didn't send me any of your wine. And you said that you were going to send me any of your wine. And you're an asshole for not sending me your wine. Yet you're drinking it all the time. And in my head, and listen, I have a lot of people that come to me and they're like, when are you going to give me free wine? When are you going to send me some free wine? And I'm just like, it's a fucking business. Fucking buy it. Like, if you want to support me, buy the wine. Now, granted, I'm very grateful for all the people that I have purchased and supported it and made repeat purchases. I'm very, very grateful for that. But like... I'm always, when people ask for freebies, I'm always kind of like, <sighs> it's just, it's, it's a little irking. And when you're on the other side of the business and not just on like the influencer side or whatever, and you know, it's different, you know, but there, I know, I'm pretty sure there were a couple of people that requested wine or that I did say, oh my God, I will definitely send you some wine that fell through the cracks. It was a busy fucking month. Um, so, yes, there were a couple of those that fell through the cracks. Dana Wilkie was one of them, and she was upset that I didn't send her my free wine. So she did immediately after she logged off the Instagram Live on Tuesday night, send me her, her actual address. And the next morning, 
I emailed the wine team and I said, hey, I, I do. I usually like to check in every two weeks to get a sales report on how the wine is doing. So I asked for the sales report and I was like, by the way, let's make sure we get a, a case of the 12 pack variety pack sent out to Dana Wilkie. She's a housewife on Beverly Hills. Here's her address. And like within an hour, they're like, we're on it. Here's the tracking number. And then I sent that tracking number to Dana and I said, here you go. Here's the tracking number. Here's when the wine will be arriving. It should be getting there by next week. The wine is in the mail, but for real, here's the tracking number. Have I heard from Dana? No. Has she said thank you? No. She hasn't even responded to my DM. So that is the wine story. But there is wine. It is actually in the mail. It's not like Garcelle's charity check. The wine is actually in the mail. I was an event manager for a bar for a long time. And every person on TV, even not the famous, wanted a free tab. Yeah, it's it's a joke in the industry that they stay rich because they never pay for anything. Very true. You were very gracious to her with the live. Thank you. I tried to be gracious. I mean, I tried to be gracious, but I was also so caught off guard. Like, I, I wasn't expecting her to, to, like, bring up the wine thing. And then I wasn't expecting her to be like, you shaded me about the Hulu and the Housewife documentary. The Hulu's the hustler, housewife and the hustler documentary. And I was like, it just, that caught me off guard because I was like, did I shade her? I'm pretty sure I made like a fly comment about how random it was that Dana Wilkie and Danielle Staub were both invited, which I've now found out thanks to you guys that not only has Brandy Glanville openly come out and said that she was invited to participate and turned it down, but apparently they asked the entire Beverly Hills cast and they all turned it down. So, Dana, you know, wasn't the only one associated to Beverly Hills that was looped into that conversation. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, yes, I did shade her, and I owned that shade. If you watch the live, I said, yes, I did shade you, and I did say that I thought that it was strange that they had you on. Um, yeah. If people keep talking about my facial expressions. I don't remember what facial expressions I was actually giving. I was just trying to hold it together because I was literally like, is she? And she's like, let's pretend we're on summer. House. Let's pretend we're on Vanderpump Rules. Let's fight. And I'm like, what? What is going on right now? I'm just trying to cook dinner. I'm just trying to appreciate my bread. And then she made the comment about like, don't come for Ronald Richards because you're saying that he's capitalizing off of the case, but we're all capitalizing off of it. So we should all be held accountable. And I kind of sat there too. Like, are you trying to say that I'm profiting off of the Girardi case? Cause if that's the accusation that you're throwing out on me, I don't charge for my podcast. She has a Patreon. She doesn't release episodes except on Patreon. So she makes people listen to her and pay for her tea. I don't charge anybody for my tea. This Instagram live is free. I'm grateful for the badges. This YouTube stream is free. This podcast that people are listening to is F-R-E-E-E.com. Free.com. I meant to say free 99 and I fucked that up. But anyway, you get what I'm trying to say. Free. I don't charge anybody for anything. Are there advertisements on YouTube? Sure. There are rarely advertisements on the podcast. Um, I guess I pimp out my wine, but that's really the only thing I pimp out. I don't charge anything. There are no ads on this Instagram live. So to me, I'm kind of like, mm, I don't think I charge nearly. I don't try to capitalize as much as other people do. Just going to throw that out there. Can you make buying badges easier? I wish I could, hun. I don't know how to make them easier because I didn't make them available to begin with. That's an Instagram thing. Um, you continue to be your, you continue to be you. You're adorable. Aw, thank you so much, Elizabeth. Elizabeth Baga. Baga. The Zach Pack loves you. Thank you, Rescued Boris. I appreciate that. Maybe pimp out your glow. My glow? What about my glow? It's that post-sex glow. It's that D, honey. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I tried to hold it together only because I just wasn't prepared for that conversation. I wasn't prepared for where she was going with the conversation. But like I owned my parts in it. I was like, yes, I did shade you. And on top of me shading you, I stand by my shade. And I still stand by the shade that I threw her way. I thought it was a random. I don't think she's an investigative journalist. And I thought it was a random fit to have her in the housewife and the hustler. 
I stand by that. I said that to her face the other night and I stand by that today. I still wanted the eyebrow tutorial. Okay, Vanessa, yes, I got my brows done. I got them touched up today and I talked to my brow guy and we're going to do a brow tutorial on November 16th. I believe November 16th. We're going to go live together and we're going to do a full brow tutorial where he's going to thread my brows and then he's going to teach everybody how we fill them in. So the brow tutorial is coming. Ooh, do a get glowy with me video. That would be kind of fun too. I didn't realize people were interested in that though. I mean, we can talk hair, we can talk skin, we can talk brows. I mean, I did do an, uh, an Instagram live with my plastic surgeon where we got into Botox, where to start, how to do it, and how to get my brow lift. So this, so it's a combination of like a good shape, but also like a nice lift to really open up the eyes in order to make sure the shape of the brow is also in perfect alignment with, you know, the whole face. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Love you, love you. Okay, let's take some questions. All right. Anna wants to know, or Anna writes in, I think EJ is referring... Oops, excuse me. The wine is fizzy, so I had a little burp. I apologize. Hashtag no filter. Okay, um, Anna says, I think EJ is referring to them talking about being implicated. I think Sutton said that. Oh, okay. okay. This is in reference to the LA Times article and what Erica tweeted about being pure fiction, about their concerns with being implicated. So I understand where Erica's coming from in the sense that she's like, you guys were never, are never, and were never going to be implicated. Like, stop pushing that narrative. I understand where Erica's coming from. However... I do understand that being something that may have been a concern. I think they all had very natural reactions. Crystal was like, I've re I've seen people go on reality te television and have to deal with things like this. So to me, I wasn't concerned because I've seen other people have to face this scrutiny before and it didn't affect any of their cast members. So I wasn't worried. That was a very honest reaction from Crystal. I think Sutton's reaction was also very honest in saying that she like just wanted to make sure that she wouldn't be you know, dragged into anything. I've said, you know, I think Sutton's reputation has far grown and exceeded as a result of all of this. It, it's helped her reputation more than it's hurt it. But I understand Sutton's concern. And I think that's a natural concern to have. Like you do want to just talk to the producers, talk to a lawyer. I can't say I would do anything differently if I were caught in the situation the Sutton was caught in. I can't say that I would disagree with that. Um, Maybe now watching this play out and seeing Crystal's reaction, I would probably have more of a Crystal reaction of like, I don't, unless I'm named in a lawsuit or unless I'm dragged into things. But like, here's the thing. Ronald Richards has tweeted about myself and about Adam from Up and Adam. And we've been dragged into the Girardi case in the sense that we were like mentioned as reasons Erica's legal team wanted to have Ronald Richards removed from as removed as special counsel. So we were dragged into that. And I remember seeking out, you know, a lawyer's perspective and being like, okay, I've now been dragged into this. My name is mentioned in this new motion that her legal team has filed because they're using these tweets that include my name or include my podcast. What does this mean for me? Is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Should I be concerned? And ultimately, there was nothing to be concerned about. I was just named. I was just used as an example of one of the tactics that Ronald Richards was using to get at Erica and what they were trying to say was grounds to have him removed. Ultimately, the motion was denied. Okay, Megan Sains 23. I don't know if you mentioned this or not yet, but were you you were the podcast that was on the Vanderpump premiere, right? Yes, I was the podcast that was mentioned on the Vanderpump premiere. I wish they would have given me like some, they gave me a very teeny tiny credit in the final credits where there was like special thanks to Zach Peter, which I appreciate, but I wish they would have at least given me a lower thirds credit, shown the podcast clip art. Like I literally drove this storyline that's continuing to play out with this feud between Ariana and Lala, who seemingly didn't seem to be in a feud prior to Lala coming on my podcast. And then Lala came on my podcast and I literally drove this storyline for the show. So I wish they would have put a little more respect on my name, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, baby. But yes, I was the podcast. That was my voice. I did have to sign a release to release the audio for my voice. They did reach out to me and... um mention a few months ago that they were interested in, in using a piece of that clip. They didn't tell they usually don't tell you how or when, but 
Boom. Bitch M. Casper says, if you had to choose one housewife to leave, who would it be? Um, Sonia Morgan from Real Housewives of New York. I think it's time. I think her time is done. I love Sonia. I think her time is done. I think it would be fun to see her in a friend of capacity, maybe do a couple of cameos per season or take a season off and then do a couple of cameos. But I think her time as a full-time housewife has grown grown stale and it's just, I'm over it. I am over it, over it, over it. Yes, put some respect on my name. I knew it. Yes, they screwed you on that. Um, But like, I also understand, like, I don't play the politics game. You know, I have a wine that, you know, obviously in a way, like, okay, I know people like to accuse me of capitalizing off the Girardi, the fucking Girardi case. If anything, you can say I've capitalized off the housewives because I've made a housewives inspired rosé that is available for sale. Is it that much different from any of the other podcasters doing merch or stickers or, you know, t-shirts with housewife slogans on it or housewives on them? Not necessarily. But in this case, I did do something unique and original that they have now tried to knock off themselves. If you noticed on Watch Rabbits Live last night, but, um, so obviously they don't want to give me too much attention because if they give me too much attention, not only is, is it promoting my show, it's giving credibility to my show and it's promoting my wine business. So I understand how that may not be something that they want to promote necessarily. Also because there are episodes where I've called out the network and I've said, I don't think the network is handling this appropriately or here's some inside tea on the hot mic moment with Erica and Garcelle. So, you know, I don't, know if they necessarily want to continue to endorse that but obviously they needed my permission to use my voice because it pushed the storyline that they're currently using forward so I get that make that money yes you're the OG of the housewives wine well I can't take full credit for the OG of the housewives wine because they actually launched their housewives wine at the be- a couple of a few weeks before I launched my. I knew I was in the process of developing my wine when they launched their wine, but they didn't really promote their wine and their wine wasn't really doing well. It wasn't really going anywhere. Like it wasn't happening. It's the same. It's Knocking Point. They're the same ones that did the Witches of WeHo wine. And so what I think happened is Knocking Point saw how profitable Witches of WeHo wine was. And then when Stassi pulled out of that deal, they lost that Bravo audience. So they went to Bravo and were like, let's do some sort of licensing deal where we can use your logo and call it the Real Housewives wine. Because that's technically the official Real Housewives wine. And they have the Bravo logo on it. And they have the rights to use the Bravo logo. There's no Bravo logo on my wine. Even the captions themselves are slightly tweaked to be inspired by the housewives, but I don't even use the direct quotes themselves. So it's inspired by, but it's not a direct knockoff of the housewives brand. Um, But their wine is official housewives wine. I personally, once I saw it launched, I did think it was a little unoriginal, which is why I was confident moving forward with my idea. I would love to bring the wine to Canada, Jackie. Um, It's not my decision, though. It's a legality issue that needs to be worked through. Shipping internationally is really, really challenging. Even shipping, I think even right now, we're not in all 50 states. I believe we're in only 46 states currently. Um, Okay, what other questions do you guys have? Uh, You're not white enough or straight enough for Vanderpump Rules. (laughs) Yeah, I did not say that. I'm just reading that comment out loud. You're trying to get me in further trouble with Bravo. Um, Anzi wants to know why is Vanderpump Rules horrible? I don't think it's horrible, but I think it's definitely missing a really key part of the formula that made it successful. You know, um, I think Stassi, Jax, and Kristen were anchors on that show. Um, I think we've seen, with exception for Jax, I mean, I guess to an extension, arguably, you can say we've seen a character arc with Jax where there has been some growth. Obviously, we saw him settle down in a relationship. We saw him get married. So there is a bit of that growth, that arc. I don't know if it's a full evolution it's not okay. I'm just gonna say it's not a full evolution. And he's still a pretty shitty person. But with Stassi and Kristen, we have really seen them grow up and we have seen them change a lot and grow and evolve and slip up and whatever. And I think they were anchors on that show and were part of the reason that show was so successful. So of course, it's gonna feel like it's missing something. 
Megan Scenes 23, is it just me or is Ariana super annoying? Every other podcast I listen to are Ariana stands and I'm just not on the bandwagon. Thoughts? Um, I don't think she's that annoying. I ha- I've had a love-hate relationship with Ariana. There have been seasons and episodes where I've really liked her. And then there have been seasons and episodes where I'm a little over her. So... You know, I go back and forth with Ariana, but having her on my podcast, talking to her, I really did enjoy her for sure. Um, why do you think, what do you think of the Jesus thing going on? I posted it about, I posted about it on my Instagram stories, actually. Um, why are my comments now not giving me timestamps and they're all coming out of order uh, or not the comments, but the questions you guys are sending in. Um. Okay, well, the Jesus thing. So there is a follower, and this follower I know because the follow he listens to my podcast. And even the other day, we were kind of going back and forth about the Lisa Rinna copyright lawsuit, which I'm going to address. I'm going to do a full episode into the copy, the legalities of that case. I have a lawyer that's coming on, and we're going to discuss the Lisa Rinna copyright lawsuit against the photographer because obviously she came out in the LA Times this week and she opened up about it. So that'll be an episode that we'll dive into next week. But going back to the Jesus thing. So yes, this follower, I don't, I think his name is, I don't know if he wants me to out his name. So I'm actually not going to say his name, but um, he shared like this whole blurb about Erica and about um, how it's upsetting that people aren't holding Ronald Richards accountable for the things, the way that he's approaching this case, because in this case, Erica hasn't been, they haven't really proven that Erica owes the 25 million and they are trying to get her to settle. But I'll explain the Jesus thing right now, Sarah, I'm getting into it. But anyway, they haven't been able to prove that Erica owes the 25 million. Yet you have Ronald Richards going to the press and saying that he offered her a settlement or he wants her to pay the 25 million and he'll donate 10% for every hundred thousand that she gives back. But at the same time, like in order for there to be a judgment against her, a judge has to decide that. There has to be an actual investigation done. There has to be a forensic accounting of the Girardi Keys books to figure out what money Erica actually owes. Because yes, even though some of the money that came into Girardi Keys was stolen money that belonged to former clients, but there is a percentage of that money that does belong to Girardi Keys. And there is a percentage of that that does belong to Tom Girardi. And that money could arguably be the money that he spent on Erica Jane, on the Erica Jane music career through the EJ Global expenses. So there does need to be a full investigation and there does need to be a forensic accounting in order for her to be held liable for the full $25 million. Now, this same individual that posted this about Ronald Richards, he posted it to his Instagram story. He tagged Erica. He also tagged me in that same post. So I saw it before Erica reposted it. I believe it was this morning or early this afternoon is when I saw it in my DMs. And I was like, oh, that's interesting, especially because I know this individual to be a very big fan of Sutton. And anytime I say anything that remotely seems in defense of Erica Jane, which to me is just more in defense of the facts as I see them and as they're being presented, not necessarily in defense of her personally. Um, it's more in defense of the, the reality of the situation. He is always, you know, in re- responding to me with, you know, very much like pro Sutton stuff. And he doesn't like when I come to come for Sutton. But his point was basically that the way that Ronald Richards is handling the case is inappropriate. It's using the court of public opinion to make her pay up versus going through the actual legal system. And we still have yet to see the legal system play itself out. So he said he made a comparison not about Erica to Jesus, but about Ronald Richards' handling of the case. He compared Ronald Richards to the Pharisees. So he basically said that they're crucifying her or the way that they're holding the judgment against her is the same way the Pharisees held their judgment against Jesus. And so he was making a correlation between Ronald Richards and the Pharisees, not necessarily a direct correlation to Erica and Jesus Christ. Erica reposted that Instagram story and then the press ran with it as if Erica was comparing herself to Jesus Christ, which could you make that argument? Sure. But was that the intention of what the guy originally wrote? 
no. And I even exchanged DMs with him afterwards because he expressed how he was upset that they had taken it out of context what he actually meant. He wasn't comparing Erica to Jesus Christ. He was comparing Ronald Richards to the Pharisees. And that's what got taken out of context in the press. And I've expressed my own frustrations with how the press handles things because I think they need to drag her when she needs to be dragged. But when they do things like this, all it does is validate the Erica stands and and be like, oh, the press is unfair, et cetera, et cetera. And they kind of are being unfair because they run with a, a, a half-truth narrative that is only to bash Erica. And... I've even been like, why do you guys praise Ronald Richards so much in the press when if you look at his track record, when you look at his history, when you look at his former clients, when you look at the way he treated Taylor Armstrong, it's not very good. It's not. And so I'm like, I don't understand why he deserves so much good press and she deserves so much bad press when the two of them, like neither of them is a good person. Um, I I do agree the... Um, the comparison, the Jesus Christ comparison, the Pharisees comparison, it was very hyperbolic. I think it was a little extreme. I don't know if I necessarily agree with it because I do see how it can very directly correlate Erica to be similar to Jesus Christ. And I think that's, you know, I'm sure a lot of people consider that to be blasphemous. Um, so I don't know if I necessarily fully agree with his comments. And that's part of the reason I didn't repost even though he did tag me in that that original post I didn't repost it because I didn't fully endorse what he was saying but I understood the point that he was trying to make and I respect the point that he made that's what I got to say about that why isn't coach Shaw copying it like Erica um, I mean, another great question. Coach Shaw actually has a legal background. So you would think that he would be dragged into these conversations a little bit more. I know people's argument is that what well, Erica's really flashy on social media. Erica's talking about it on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And that's why we all have an opinion about her. And I think that that's fair. I think that's a very valid point. She is public about it. She is public about where she stands. And obviously, you know, when you open up your life in that way, the public has a right to be able to have an opinion about you in your life. Also, yes, because he's a man. I think our culture is very misogynistic. I think it's very easy and we love to rip apart and tear down women. We love to, you know, rip apart the wife for the actions of the husband. You know, I actually gave some snaps to Erica when in the reunion clip in the trailer where she where they were talking about Kyle and Mauricio and and Dorit and PK talking about Erica and and Kyle's like well I can't control what comes out of my husband's mouth and then Erica's like well I can't control what Tom Girardi did I mean valid point you can't control your spouse regardless of what the circumstances are you can't control your spouse but yes I do agree coach shot is not as public Um, I don't understand why they're going after Erica. She didn't work for the firm. She couldn't touch the money. Her husband gave her the money, not that she knew where it came from. Well, her husband didn't give her the money. Her husband used the money to pay her bills. So, but you're right. She did not work at the firm. She did not have access to the money. She didn't receive the money. She literally was like, hey, sugar daddy. Hey, pimp, here's here's my bills. And then he paid for them. Um, but Tom controlled Erica. Uh, yeah, see, so, but again, that's, I don't know if I believe that Tom controlled Erica. That's why I said, like, you can't control your spouse. Obviously, there was influence that he had over Erica, but, like, did he fully control? I mean, I guess that that's a conversation that people are having about the power dynamic and wealthy relationships when one person is very wealthy and the other person doesn't have money. I think there's an assumed power dynamic, Maybe it's real. I don't know. I've never been in a relationship like that. Um, Okay. Thank you so much. Rescued Boris, thank you for giving me another badge. Love you, boo. Paris 59, 59-y. Thank you for the two badges, my love. Lala's, Lala's Eclectic Life. Thank you for the three badges plus the two badges. Look at you, Lala's Eclectic Life. I hope your life is full of Liddy City fun, hot moments. Thank you so much, Lala, and your eclectic life. Thank you for the five badges. My boy, Ollie, what's going on, my boy, uh, Ollie? Hey, hey, love the puppy. Thank you for the three badges. 
Erica is so bitter about others abandoning Tom, even as she ditched his ass. Yeah. Okay. I have to agree with you on that one. She's like, everyone else can step up and, and help him. You know, he did so much for so many other people and what they're all just ditching him. And I'm like, Carl, do you not realize you're ditching him too? If you ain't at Tom Girardi's house, then where the fuck you at? Very valid point, my boy, Ollie. Very valid point. Boom. All right. Anything else, guys, before we wrap? Oh, my God. Have we already been over an hour? Fuck. Sorry. Sorry. This was a really long episode. Um, Let's wrap up. Maybe we'll do an after party. I don't know if anybody wants to do an after party tonight, but... We shall see. Thank you guys for the badges. Book club, we're finishing up Erica Jane's book, The Pretty Mess. Let me know what book you want us to do next, but we'll be recapping the last three chapters this upcoming Tuesday live on the Instagram, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern. You can get the wine at nofilterwine.com. Five fun designs inspired by some of the most iconic housewives moments from Potomac, Atlanta, Beverly Hills, New York, and New Jersey. Listen to the podcast. We have new episodes every Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Fridays are the uploads from the Thursday Night Live. So if you're watching this on the YouTube, this was recorded last night. Or if you're listening to this on the podcast, this was recorded Thursday night, last night. So you're watching a rebroadcast. I am there in the live chat with you guys on the YouTube. Um, give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I'll do an after party after this. Like I said, I usually don't save the after parties. So unless Dana Wilkie wants to call and fight again, I won't be saving tonight. But thank you guys for tuning in. After Party at Just Plain Zach. So give me a follow. Follow the show at No Filter with Zach. That's our podcast handle on Instagram. Thank you guys. Love you guys. Have a good night for those of you that are going to bed. I know it is pretty late because East Coast time and I'm on West Coast time. But anyway, talk to you guys soon. Thank you. If you are listening to this on the podcast, please give me a five-star review because I love that validation and I could support, I could use all the love and support. And maybe I'll do some some review shout outs because some of you have written some really nice things and I do read all of them. And I wish I could respond to you guys or I wish I could DM you guys. So thank you. I love the five-star reviews. I really appreciate them, especially because there's one pos- podcaster out there that is like putting calculated attacks on some of us other podcasters and leaving really negative reviews. And I don't appreciate that because I work very hard and I love what I do. And I love all of you guys. All right, guys. Good night. Bye.